Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, Jerk. Give me a woohoo. Come on. Woohoo. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. So if you need the real expert, you know, Mark has just arrived in my hospital room. So if you want him to take over for the hour for me, you can get him on the air. Well, I like Mark. I'd rather have you on the air. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's here getting all my drugs you have to stop at the pharmacy hey, downstairs at mayo and get all the drugs and yeah hey you up? married up you married well yeah, he's great yes, he's the right guy at the right time lucky. you found a great one yeah very very lucky so i am very grateful he just got back from the pharmacy picking up all my drugs and you know the saga that we've had with what was yeah. gonna it was a 300 dollar a pill and i needed it for the next two months every day uh, was supposed to cost me nine eighty nine a month, and that's just the copay because it was like ten grand a month. Um, Mark just went to the pharmacy, and I'm now, thanks to many phone calls, lots of advocacy, and a good health plan, according to our union, paying zero for that drug. Wow, zero point yep. zero. Yep, zero. There's another one I had to pay one hundred and fifty six dollars for. For is that a thirty day or a sixty day supply? I think it's a 30-day supply. And then another one I had to pay $5 for. So it's sort of all over the board. But um, it, the, the lesson here is make the calls. Ask the questions. Say, I don't want to pay that. You need to fix it for me. And um, thank God we got a, enough people talking that, you know, we got a lot of those drugs reduced. So they they just did a scan on your kidney, right? And just to make sure there's yes, nothing wrong with your kidney. The hope is that you can be discharged and go home, right? And and take this mm-hmm. at home. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Take this uh, yes. the chemo, the I, oral chemo. I, I was here to start a regimen of oral chemo that'll keep my cancer at bay, if not hopefully in full remission, until my transplant at the end of May. Right. Uh, the drug is very challenging for other body parts, i.e. kidneys, and they were seeing a rise in a protein called creatinine, or creatinine, how, how do I say it, babe? Creatinine. Crea- yeah, creatinine. creatinine. Uh, that was very concerning to them. So it basically showed that 30 to 40% of my kidney function was diminishing in the course of like two days. So they were like, we need to fix this before you go Oof. home. We can't let you go home like this, and, and we might have to alter your drugs. So... I met with the nephrology team, kidney doctors, earlier today. Uh, they said we need to get an ultrasound for what's happening. And that's why I dipped out of the show at 4 o'clock 
And okay, it was just a quick half an hour. Went down to ultrasound. They checked it out. They came back. I don't have results yet, but um, it seems that they gave me also a bag of saline. They gave me some intravenous fluids, which has right now it looks like stopped the detrimental effect and has stopped the rise of the creatine uh, or creatinine. Am I saying it right, babe? Creatinine. Creatinine Creatinine. in my blood. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, creatinine in my blood. So hopefully our next, my next blood draws in the morning. Hopefully it'll show a continued decrease of that. And the results of the ultrasound will come back like, Hey, there was nothing in your kidneys. JK. Uh, it was just a little bit of a bump because of the drugs, but now you've tapered and you're normal and we can send you on your way. So I'm hoping now to be released tomorrow. I, j- I just got a text from your your doctor who said, uh, you're having twins. Oh, yeah. So yeah. are you guys excited? <laughs> huh? I actually posted me in the ultrasound room on Twitter at WCCO. I tagged you on that so you can see that. Um, yeah, it's. I am not having twins. And that's the last ultrasound I had when I was pregnant with number three, yeah. Ms. Ruby. Uh, and she... And and um, all is again. I, I wish it were a positive ultrasound, like a baby one. But hopefully, it'll come back that all is well. Jor, are you eating? I know you need to keep your energy yeah. up. Uh, you haven't lost weight. I mean, you physically. I, I know you're going through hell, but you're mm-hmm. you're still able yeah. to keep food down and all of that, right? Yeah, I have to keep my weight up, which is what I've been doing. You saw I was having, I was noshing on some M and M's during the break. I was a little, having a little nosh, but yeah, that- I'm definitely yeah. eating. Mark, Mark is the food police, so he definitely keeps me well fed. <laughs> so, other than this little setback with the kidney and the creatinine and and the little scare that we had today, everything seems to be going well. And like I said, instead of going home today, hopefully I'll be able to go home tomorrow. And is there a definitive donor? There were two, right, that were yes. 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. Is it the German mm-hmm. guy or is it somebody else? Do you know? They don't tell you. They don't, they tell, don't you. tell you. Okay. They don't tell you who it is. I think my doctor mentioned that in passing, and maybe he wasn't supposed to. But, again, I, I can do nothing with that information. But, in fact, I did get a call from the donor team at, or excuse me, the marrow team, transplant team at Mayo today. And they said, just so you know, it's confirmed that he is willing to be a donor. And he is currently undergoing testing right now to make sure that he's healthy enough. And he is scheduled to make the donation to give his cells um the week of like March 12th, wow. or excuse me, May 12th. May 12th, right. And because I said, can we move it up? Can we get the get this party started? Because I have to wait two more months. And she said, not really, because he's scheduled to make his donation and it's overseas on, in, around the week of May 12th. And, you know, I'm scheduled to go in or transplant day is uh, the 26th of May. Will you ever have a chance after the transplant, after you get back to 100%, can you meet this guy or I gal? think a year later, you can request. I believe really? a year later, you can request. And if they agree, then you can set up a kind of a meeting. But wow. we're day to day. I'd love yeah. to meet that person. And I hope I will be healthy enough in a year and still here to make that meeting oh, happen. You will be. You will be. Jor, thank you for the update. Uh, hang in there yeah. day by day, minute by minute. When we come back... Sloan Martin, Big Ten Network. Sloan Can't Martin wait. has an update on the uh, the Final Four and Hurricane Page when we come back. That is uh, one of the greatest opens yeah, of all time. I agree. Yeah.
Yep. And now, of course, David is making me cut off Bruce Springsteen. So, David, I mean, Sloan, Bruce Springsteen. Sloan, I want you to know it's a tough choice. But uh, we're, <laughs> we are so <laughs> glad to welcome the, the Sloan Martin, uh, the legend, back to uh, our airwaves. And uh, excited to talk basketball with you. Hi, Sloaney. Hi, thanks so much for the invite. And that was such a nice welcome. It made me feel like the Sloan of old, you know, five or six months ago. So good memories. <laughs> we miss you, Sloan. We miss you. We Likewise. Do. Now, Sloan, we know you're working for Big Ten Network, but tell us everything that you're doing, because I thought it was just basketball. But David tells me, no, you're calling, was it softball this weekend? Yeah, softball this weekend, top two teams in the Big Ten, uh, Northwestern and also Michigan. So if you're maybe not a basketball fan, I don't know, maybe you're too mad because your bracket is so torn up and terrible, you just don't even want to watch the Final Four men or women, then definitely tune in uh, Friday and Saturday for the top two teams. But yeah, also basketball, hockey as well, too, and uh, things have been going really well. Hey, Sloan, I'm, I'm curious about your gig. I mean, at the Big Ten... You can't be a specialist. You don't have the luxury of fixating on one sport. You have to know something about everything, right? All the sports. And what is the biggest challenge day-to-day? Is it the travel? Is it learning names? Is it memorizing statistics? How much is on paper in front of you when you're doing play-by-play versus, um, you know, just from memory? That's a really good question. I get as much on paper as possible, but I try to look at that paper as little as possible, if that makes sense, where that is kind of my process of trying to ingrain it into my head so that my eyes are on the game and on the action as much as possible, especially for a game like softball, where as opposed to basketball or football or even hockey between face-offs, the game is constantly moving. People think baseball and softball is a slow game, but it's actually one that never stops except for in between innings. So that has been, uh, you know, something that I try to do very much is memorize as much as possible. But I think, I think a challenge has been, um, you know, even focusing on this primarily as my, my full-time work is kind of having that mentality of constantly being on the clock where I'm trying to ingrain myself into every sport softball, even though I've casually watched it, I had to really delve in, dive in, uh, you know, delve into the sport um, and, you know, follow a lot of people, read a lot, listen to podcasts. You really try and inundate yourself into the sport as much as possible because it's not just knowing the matchup in front of you. It mm-hmm. is the context of the entire conference and the entire sport itself. So it's just always trying to gather as much information as possible on a daily basis. But to be honest, not that much different from being a news reporter, too. Yeah, well, it's, it's mm. good. All that mm. stuff you're not going to get from an app. Perspective, context, analysis, and it applies to sports every much as it does for news or for anything else. Hey, of course, Paige Beckers, uh, the pride of Hopkins, the pride of UConn, Cinderella story coming home. Uh, to play for the championship. What are some of the other subplots for the Final Four that caught your eye? Yeah, that's certainly the one that we're watching the most, right, is if um, Connecticut can win a championship right here in Paige's home state. I loved her post-game interview after that epic, legendary Elite Eight performance against number one seed NC State, where she said, you know, we always said it's win or go home, but I won and we're going home. And uh, it was just a very cute comment. (laughs) And then... Um, I think we're also going to see, you know, we heard from Don Staley today, who is a Hall of Fame head coach, former NBA player, former Olympian for 
South Carolina. And she said today they won the championship in 2017 after it was Mississippi State that knocked down powerhouse UConn. And she said, you know, you're right. We are a top program. They frequently are getting McDonald's All-Americans, top 10, top 20 players in their high school graduating class in the nation. But we won't be judged based on the championships that we win. So I think that they're not that there's mounting pressure on South Carolina, but clearly that's in the back of their heads that it's not just about mm. the recruits you're able to pick up. It's about the trophies that you win as well. Mm. Louisville is another team in that category where they're frequently in the final four, but trying to get over over that hump, and then Stanford, are they a team that can defend their national title after they did last year? They spent weeks on the road due to COVID regulations in California, couldn't play at their home gym um, up there in Northern California. So that was a, a really resilient story for them. Can they do it again under at least more normal, normal circumstances for um, this season? So it's interesting, a lot of star players on the floor for both of these teams. It's similar to the men where these are really blue blood type of programs. No surprise anyone that's here. Uh, but I think a lot on the line for each of them, um, even for UConn, Gino Oriema has not won since 2016. For them, that's a drought. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, Sloan, we've been doing a series here on the show uh, called Game Changers, where leading up to the Final Four, the Women's Final Four, of course, we're, we're, you know, interviewing strong, powerful women whose lives have been changed and affected by Title IX. Now, I know, of course, Title IX, it's the 50th anniversary, way before you were born. But as, you know, a woman who loves sports, who, who makes her living in sports, are you seeing more equity as the years go on? Is there more hype for this women's Final Four than there has been in the past? Are you seeing progress? Am I seeing progress toward equity? Absolutely. Yes. Is it to the point mm -hmm. where we can relax and put our feet up and say that's good enough? Absolutely not. We're still fighting for um, television minutes, even though you look at that elite eight game I mentioned featuring UConn and NC State, two million people watched that. Two games that I did on Big Ten Network in the Big Ten tournament set records for viewership for women's basketball on the network, almost 300,000 people turning in uh, to our semifinal games featuring um, Michigan and Nebraska. So there has been progress in that regard, but it also comes down to getting eyeballs onto this we heard Don Staley, that South Carolina head coach I mentioned, thanking the local media, the ones in Columbia, South Carolina, because it's about them deciding what is important, what people need to watch. People think like coverage of women's sports is some kind of chicken in the egg conundrum uh, where who covers it first? Do we wait till it's important enough, quote unquote, or do we set the agenda for what people need to be paying attention to? And I would say it's the latter. So still fighting for the equal coverage in sports pages on TV as well. It's great to see so many female athletes, including in the Final Four and Paige Beckers, make money through the NIL, the highest earning players in the NCAA for the NIL tend to be women, and we're seeing that in the yeah. Final Four here as well. So I think that's another thing that has been, been fantastic for women athletes in general, but certainly a way to go. It's not just about having the same-looking weight room, for example. That was really that touchstone moment in the 2021 tournament. Uh, it's not just about that. It's not just about the same number of teams in the NCAA tournament like men's and women's hockey finally did. There's a lot more complexity to it, but we can celebrate but still demand more. No more, these players, of accepting crumbs. 
of accepting happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, and it's been cool to follow their lead. Hey, speaking yeah. of equity, I asked Maxie this, and I want to get your perspective. This is the first year that the women's tournament can actually use the term March Madness, mm. uh, which has been reserved for the men's games all along. Any idea why it's taken so long for this to apply across the board? I mean, inexplicably, the NCAA must have thought that their own product of women's basketball would somehow tarnish the brand. I mean, maybe that's the most cynical way to look at it. And maybe sometimes I find myself there, uh, you know, landing on that option. Uh, But that's really what that says to me, was that this is protected, this is special, we're reserving it for the men's Final Four. And then finally, that was, again, that demanding of we are deserving of this space and of this attention and of this title. So sharing that mantle of March Madness, and you see it everywhere. It's it's been on the middle of the courts throughout the entire tournament, including, um, you know, up in the the different regions. It was right in the middle of the court. Uh, So they're clearly making a a point of emphasis to to show that off. But uh, that was the way I read it for a very long time. You know, it's funny. I didn't even realize that it was some kind of protected trademark only for men until they opened it up. And certainly was was not a great look because it is the same kind of fun and madness that you get in the men's bracket, too. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, all right. Sloan Martin, so great to talk with you. Uh, Yes, we're going to be watching tons of basketball, but we might be tuning into some softball this weekend to see our own Sloaney on the Big Ten Network. So I am so happy for your success. You will. Does anybody call you Sloaney Baloney at the Big Ten Network, Sloan? (laughs) No, not quite yet. You know, it takes a little time. And, you know, that's a special thing. You guys have all permission to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Sloane for a Thank long you, time. Sloane. We miss you. And, and her star continues to rise. She is extraordinary. We'll be watching you. You soar, Sloane. Thank you for the time today, love. Thanks, Sloane. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Aw, thank you both. Have a good weekend. You too.
She's just the best. How cool is just that? Just the best. Proud yeah. of her. Great Very reporter. Proud. Great sports anchor. She is living the dream, man. You know, yep. this is what she always wanted to do. She's doing it. Yeah. Hey. All right. A couple of. Go ahead. No, you go. A couple of show highlights next. Paul and Jordana and DJ and Dan Cook joined us. He's on with uh, with Chad and Adam from noon to three every weekday. Dan is also a seminary student at Bethel. And um, at some point, he's going to have his own flock. He uh, weighed in on what he thinks is happening in the evangelical church. And you can listen to that on Twitter, at P. Douglas Weather. I'm going to post that here momentarily. But can we go ahead and just play a clip from what Dan had to say earlier in the show? I don't know that I'd say it's a schism because I think the bulk of the evangelical portion of Christianity is pretty much on the same page. The problem is that that page happens to be vastly different than some than the other page that some of us look at. Uh, and it's trying to see if there's any way to bridge that gap. I mean, unity and community are such huge parts of Christianity that when you have folks that have wildly different ideas of what Christianity is supposed to fo- focus on, uh, you end up with what almost becomes different ideas of religion altogether. And that's, that's a very scary thing for people who care about the church and, and unity within the church. Yeah. And the reason we were having this conversation is because, um, you know, we've all been noticing all around our friends and relatives that the churches, some, some churches are having uh, divisions and some people are leaving the church based on the fact that, uh, some of the leaders are, you know, very involved in things like racial and social justice. And some people feel that, you know, we don't want to hear about that as much. We want to stick to the old originals. And it's causing a rift, yeah, which is sad. I know a lot of pastors who've lost a lot of their parishioners because they spoke up about racial justice. That seems to be a hot button for a lot of people. And uh, again, putting myself into the mindset, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? What did he say in the Gospels in the New Testament? Uh, that's sort of my North Star and um, in terms of how to react to things. But other people, other evangelicals have other ideas. DJ, what do you make of, of what Dan told us? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I agreed with the most or all of what Dan said. One of the things that I've learned recently is that... M- a lot of the doctrine, the traditional evangelical doctrine that I grew up with, and I'm guessing, Paul, you grew up with around things like um, salvation and being born again yeah. and going to heaven when we die and um, hell and lots of the other, other doctrines that we believe to, the specific language and the ideas that we've grown up with as evangelicals are like very new to Christianity. They're only 100 or 200 years old. And not that I'm not saying they're wrong, but the way we think and talk about them, if you go look, like these were things that were, these were words and phrases and ideas that are very new to Christianity. So, uh, you know, we say they're old school, but they're not really that old school. It's a 2,000 year old religion. And um, you know what's not new to Christianity? Hmm. Um, meeting the needs of the poor yep. and feeding the hungry and loving your neighbor. That's stuff that is very clear right in the gospel. So um, I, I'm all in on that. The, the other stuff and the specific ways that we dissect certain issues of the day, um, 
a lot of that stuff is up for debate is in terms of uh, in terms of where I'm at right now and learning that some of the things I grew up with are you know things that a monk said 150 years ago they're not things Jesus said and it's okay to question mm. some of those things not that not that they're wrong but it's okay to question and rethink them um, you know it's it's words of somebody 50 or 250 years ago not words of Jesus yeah. Well said. Okay. Do you guys think these ideas of social issues should be batted around, though, in the church? Should should the preachers, um, you know, use them in their sermons, or are we just? Do you think there should be a separation? Absolutely. It's, Jesus met okay. with everybody. Everybody was welcome to hear the good news. He said he met with prostitutes. He well, we're all sinners, but he met with mm-hmm. the worst of the worst and and counseled them healed them in many cases people that you know the pharisees wouldn't touch literally he ministered to and healed so i yeah i think he would he'd be in the thick of it and i think a lot of people would dislike him because of that i think i think the trick right now in a lot of churches is i I think you have to as a church address the issues of the day if you're not doing that i think you're out of touch Mm -hmm. however the fine line is i don't think churches should endorse parties or candidates or things like that so how do you address address the issues of the day in a way that doesn't you know reveal you as a follower of a certain ideology or party or candidate Mm -hmm. and that's difficult to do right now yeah i actually think that's illegal i i think you're not allowed to proselytize about a certain candidate or a party or or tell your parishioners how to vote i think there are laws against that is it that to keep your to keep blatant. your your tax exempt status yes. is that Bingo. it yep oh, okay yeah it. because mm-hmm. if you're that's an organization it. that's that's, that's, that's supporting a candidate then the whole that's you know it. well mm-hmm. you guess what all those tax loopholes that churches yeah. enjoy go away hmm. yeah but uh, you're right i mean these are things that hey if you can't go to your faith community and talk openly about it really where can you go i find such a support you know, in my faith community and a safe place to say, hey, what do you think about this? What do I think, you know, to kind of hash out ideas. And then you get to ask, you know, what would God say or do uh, if, if, and nobody knows the answer, of course, but it is sort of a, you can talk about it with your faith leaders, which we do with our rabbis, you know, and say, well, how does Judaism view this? How does, I think, I think those are necessary conversations to be having. And it's unfortunate we're not all more, open to the answers well i think the founding fathers had the right idea separation of of church and state right mm. yeah there is no american religion all are welcome no, 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 no. pluralism mm-hmm. freedom of speech mm-hmm. freedom of religion mm-hmm. you worship god the way you want to worship god or not you have that freedom here in the united states you start mandating things uh forcing people you know, through laws or otherwise, to, to to be your concept of what it means to be a good person? I don't know. I, I, I think separation of church and state goes to the bedrock of who we are as a people. So, anyway. We also had some great, that was a great conversation. I urge everybody to use the Odyssey app to rewind. It was at three, the 320 uh, yeah. today. So, uh, with, with Dan, I'm glad DJ got, got a voice in there, too. 
Uh, so take a listen to that. We also really had a, another fascinating conversation about a male contraceptive pill that's being researched at the University of Minnesota. It is 99% effective in mice. And we spoke with Abdullah Noman, who is one of the research students currently uh, working on it. And we asked him if men are really going to take it. Very popular assumption that men won't take the pill, even if men does, women won't, won't trust them. But actually, a big cross-cultural study showed that more than half of the men are willing to take a pill, and only 2% women mentioned that they won't trust their partner to take the pill. So overwhelming majority of women said that they are going to trust the pill. Because, you know, if you look at this, it has been long due. The first female birth control oh, yeah. pill was discovered in 1960. So we still don't don't have an effective pill for men. So if it mm-hmm. goes out, then I'm pretty sure and study shows that there is a lot of men who are willing to take it, and most of the women will trust their partner to take the pill. There you go. Yeah. By the way, I'm. I taking... don't know that I'm trusting a guy at a bar, but you know, I well, think yeah, if you agree yeah, to that yeah. as a couple, yeah. <laughs> Uh, trust but verify. Yes, I. Um, there you go. It comes. Do you think women have more discipline in general than men? I don't know. I do. We should need to actually take the pill. Well, it's also no. I I don't think that it's just that women are used to having this responsibility. And look, this is a sea change. Hopefully, the men coming up will know. Hey, this is a possibility. Of course, it doesn't protect against sexually transmitted diseases, just like the birth control for women does not. But if you are in a stable, self, you know, safe relationship, um, it is definitely nice to have another option. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. All right. When we come back, Dunkin' Donuts, everyone's favorite coffee, maybe even donuts, is getting into cosmetics. It's not a joke. <laughs> I'll tell you more next. No. A $49 million Russian superyacht has been detained by UK officials near London. Okay, that's good. One small thing. For a month now, we've been hearing stories about $120 million superyachts, $580 million superyachts, even $600 million superyachts. $49 million? <laughs> that's a superyacht? That's at best a mega dinghy. At this point, you might as well christen it the SS Kirkland Signature Blend. Oh, stop. Ouch. Ouch. A, a mega dinghy. Mega dinghy. It does not have I, a good if, ring. If oh, you're boy. feeling bad about a $49 million yeah, yacht, really? you've got some issues. You yeah, need to apparently. just yeah. run your own race, my friends. My goodness. Okay, so get this. We love Dunkin' Donuts for their coffee, for their donuts, for a little nosh, a little chazarai. That means a little junk food. But we don't necessarily think about Dunkin' Donuts and makeup. Well, there is a beauty brand, a beauty brand that used to sell in Target called Elf, maybe they still do, that is working with Duncan to create uh, lip glosses and eyeshadows. So you get a bag of munchkins, a box of donuts, and a couple of uh, beauty products as well. Okay, a Dunkin' Donuts scented eyeshadow palette, pink, pink, blue, yellow, chocolate, brown, they're called there, uh, another product is called Glazed for Days Lip Glosses. Oh, yeah. That are oh, yeah. coffee-scented lip scrubs. There are makeup brushes that look like straws. There's even a makeup sponge that looks like a strawberry-frosted donut with confetti sprinkles. 
I got to be honest, I don't buy a lot of makeup, certainly not now, right? I'm in the hospital. Who am I dressing up for here? But these do sound delicious. And if they smell like donuts on on your lips, I mean, come on, who doesn't want that? Well, Joy, there's nothing hotter than a glazed expression, right? A glazed smile. Really? <laughs> I, I like donkey. I like donkeys. I, I do. It. Let's go down to donkeys. Why don't we have more Dunkin' Donuts in Minnesota? I love it. Why did they yeah, skip I, over Minnesota? No, no. There's a few. There's one, at the, you know, there's I, one in New Hope. Okay. And there's one at the airport, mm-hmm. I think. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. There, 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 on the East Coast, they're everywhere. They're every like Starbucks. They're every other block. I think they're a little stingy with the licensure, but hopefully we will be opening more. So let's well, let's get on that because my kids do make the pilgrimage. Not that New Hope's far from where we are, but they definitely make the pilgrimage to D and D. The glazed donuts are the best. Mm. I mean, it's a, mm. a little piece of heaven. Yeah, we grew up on Dunkin'. I mean, you were in Pennsylvania, right? Do you remember yeah. those oh, commercials? Yeah. Time to make the donuts, and the guy yeah. would get up. The really fat guy would get up and roll out of bed. Time to make the donuts. That was the slogan. It was. It was good. But anyway, I know we have some other good donut options here in Minnesota. Hey, I want to. I want to squeeze this in. One of two flamingos that escaped from a Kansas zoo during a storm seventeen years ago has been spotted on the coast of Texas. It's an African flamingo, and it's known as number 492. It has a little number on its leg band. It was captured on video from an environmental activist. Officials were able to make out the bird's leg band on the video. Apparently, this bird and one other flamingo uh, escaped from the Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita, Kansas, on a stormy night in June 2005. Apparently, uh, the bird's wings had not been clipped. So we could still fly, which that facilitated their escape. And apparently this this flamingo, number 492, I wish we should give it a name, was spotted as far north as Wisconsin, but tends to hang out in Louisiana and Texas, sometimes with other wild flamingos. But I just thought, you know, this is a smart flamingo. Oh, yeah. It saw its chance during a storm. Oh, yeah. And it it Mm -hmm. got the heck out of that zoo. And now it's living the good life. Down on the Texas you know Riviera. Fly, baby. If you can escape the zoo, you go do your thing, honey. That's it. Yeah. Make it all happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I need yeah. to sneak this in. There was okay. a study done of the most stressed states. Where oh. do you think we fall? I think we're doing pretty well, although the last two years notwithstanding, I'd, I'd say we're in the top five, top ten of least st- stressed states. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. In fact, I was surprised about this because we have Fortune 500 companies, super high-powered people, highly educated workforce. We are only second to Utah in least stressed really? states. Utah. Yeah, I guess huh? the people of Utah are super chill. Well, yeah, Utah's a nice state. Who? What? What, what is the most stressed? Is it New York? Is it Florida? Oh, hold on. Ugh. Workers in Alaska and North Dakota worked the most hours. The most stressed states in America is Louisiana. Louisiana. Followed by Nevada, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Mississippi. Really? Yeah, I get I get look, that's what the study says uh, for huh. what it's worth. Um, Hawaii residents got the most sleep while residents of oh no, excuse me, Minnesota residents got the most sleep. Hawaii got the least. We're, yeah, we're the most rested. Isn't that great? Hey, 
Get a good night's sleep tonight, Drew. I know you're at the Mayo Clinic. Thanks for playing injured. Tomorrow, a lot of focus on Final Four. We'll catch you tomorrow. Be safe. Thinking about cookies now. Oh, boy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.